called growing in the gap. Growing in the gap. And uh, I want you to know, I, I looked and looked all over the internet trying to find the perfect picture that would do, really illustrate what the message and the series is, are going to be about during this time. And the picture you have there before you uh, is, a, is the perfect picture to describe where we're at right now as a church. Right now, we are inside, in sort of a gap area, if you will. We're between two places, and the decisions that we make right now in this gap, in this in-between period, from where we were to where God would desire that we be, the decisions that we make right now in the gap, whether we decide to grow or whether we decide to allow the circumstances to stunt our spiritual growth, whatever decisions we make right now in the gap will decide whether or not we reach the outcome that God has prepared for us. And the sub title of this theme is going to be this, how life's obstacles lead to God's outcome through our obedience. How life's obstacles leads to God's outcomes through our obedience. And here's what I found. I found as we read through the word of God, I found where people would be making progress and growing in the Lord. They would be making progress and coming up on what God had prepared for them and the fruit that God desired that they pick in their spiritual walk with him. But sooner or later, as they closed in on what God desired they have, the godly outcome, all of a sudden there would appear an obstacle in their way. There would be something there impeding their growth. And at that moment, they were somewhere between the obstacle and the outcome and what decided whether or not they moved forward were the decisions they made to be obedient in that in-between period. We talked a little bit about this last Sunday night. Right now, we are in an in-between period. Right now, we are in a difficult obstacle, but we know that God's outcomes are still there and God desires that we reach that, but we've got to make obedient decisions while we're in this gap in order to grow in the gap. Today, we find ourselves in a very difficult situation, preaching to near about an empty sanctuary, having to watch church over live stream, not being able to come to Sunday school, not being able to come to the ladies' Bible studies, and right now, we're in a difficult circumstance. The circumstance circumstances of our life right now have proven to be an obstacle for what God desires we do and who God desires we be. And it's important that we make the right decisions of obedience that we might grow in the gap. So in every message for the next few weeks on Sunday night, you're going to see three things. You will see an obstacle to growth. You will see an outcome of growth where God would like to lead us. And you're going to see our obedience in growth. And I'll tell you this, and I'll jump into the message tonight. You will either grieve over difficulty, or you will grow through difficulty. You will either grieve over difficulty, meaning you reach an obstacle, uh, and you find difficulty and adversity with your walk with God, and you can sit there and grieve about how difficult it is, or you can decide that you're going to be obedient to the will of God in your life in this time of being in the gap, and you're going to grow through the difficulty. So tonight, I'm going to give you a brief message, if we could, out of Exodus chapter 14. I have a feeling that all of a sudden, there were several of you laughing at your screens when you heard a preacher say, brief message, but I fully intend uh, to get us out on time tonight and get to spend some time together there in the foyer in just a few minutes. Exodus chapter 14, if you would, look down to verse number eight. Verse number eight, 
This is picking up mid-story of where the children of Israel uh, have been liberated out of Egypt. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse number 8, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside Pi-Hiroth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away? Way to die in the wilderness. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Now, verse number 12, they basically repeat the same thing. They're griping to Moses for bringing them this far and then, then letting them die. Watch verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you to, to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Let's pray. Let's ask God to bless the message tonight. Let's open our hearts to receive what God would have for us. Our Father God, we thank you tonight for the opportunity, Lord, that we have to grow. What a privilege, Father, it is to be saved. And after we're saved, Lord, that you love us enough, that you desire that we grow and become more like Christ. And I pray that, Father, during this very unique time, Lord, as we face adverse uh, situations and, Lord, circumstances that are completely out of our reach, help us, Father, to see that this is not an opportunity to grieve, but it's an opportunity to grow. And help us grow in this time, Lord, of in between where we were and where you desire us to be. And we will thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want you to try to imagine where the children of Israel are. The children of Israel have reached a gap, if you will. Now think about it. God has led them out of Egypt. They went out with a high hand. They went out rejoicing at what God had done. And they know that God has promised them that there is a promised land that is waiting. You see, that's the outcome, the ultimate outcome of what God's prepared. But right now, somewhere between where they started and where God desires they go, they have encountered an obstacle. Now, this obstacle is in simply the Red Sea. Now, I want you to think about it tonight. Here they go. Things are going great. And all of a sudden, they come up to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's bearing down on them from behind. It seems that they are surrounded. And the situation is definitely not in their favor. So between where God brought them from and where God is taking them to, can I tell you what's in the midst of the gap? In the midst of the gap of where they are at at this very moment is a gap filled with uncertainty. You think about it. You're facing a Red Sea. If it was an army before you, you might be able to fight them. Uh, if it was a mountain, you might be able to go around it. But it is a Red Sea that is in front of them, and the people have no way, humanly possible, where they can deal with the circumstance that's in front of them. Now, can I tell you something that you're going to have to grow, grow through during this time of being in this gap, this in-between period? You're going to have to grow through the gap of uncertainty. And that's what we're going to look at just for a few minutes tonight, growing in the gap of uncertainty. And I believe the children of Israel will show us exactly how to keep moving in spite of all of the unknowns that are in front of us. You know, uncertainty tonight 
and uncertain times can derail faith just about as quick as anything. When you come to a place in your walk with God and everything was just lined out for you and God had paved the way for you and everything was going well, it's easy. And then all of a sudden you come to a circumstance that is beyond your control. We see this unfolding out and around the world we're living in right now. A lot of the panic, a lot of the grocery shortages, things along that line, were triggered by uncertainty. We didn't know a lot about this virus, and so we reacted to what we did not know, and what we did not know triggered panic in people, and during this time, that's something we're going to all be tempted to do. But the children of Israel will show us tonight of how to grow in the gap of of uncertainty. Notice, if you will, the Bible says in verse number 9, the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea. So here's the children of Israel facing an obstacle of uncertain circumstances. What stood between them and where God was taking them and what stood between them and God's outcome for their life and what he had prepared for them was a set of uncertain circumstances. And I want you to notice the effect that it had on them. The Bible says in verse number 10, the Bible says they lifted their eyes, behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. They were sore afraid. Here are people who were just a little little while ago confident in the will of God for their life, and as soon as they are encountered by uncertain circumstances, they immediately become fearful, and the songs that they were singing when they came out of Egypt, they have now lost them. You keep reading the Bible, says they begin to murmur to Moses. Remember last week we told you that murmuring is just doubting out loud. They lost their song, and then now they lost their faith. They're murmuring that they're going to die here, even though God had told them they're going to the promised land, and that he would deliver them all the way there, and would not let them die in the wilderness. And yet when they were encountered by uncertain circumstances, what happened? They lost their faith. And then they begin to despair. Despair is when you lose your hope. Now, here's what I want you to understand real quickly. When you encounter in this gap time the obstacle of uncertain circumstances, you are going to be tempted to lose your song, to lose your faith, and to lose your hope. But that was not the will of God. You know, God purposefully led them to the Red Sea. If you'll go back and read chapter 14, you will see God gave them specific instructions to go and camp at the place that they had camped. And so God led them there. And God did not lead them there to face these uncertain circumstances for them to lose their song, to lose their faith, and to lose their hope. But I'll tell you, if you're not careful, the uncertainties of life will cost you your certainties in God. Think about it. The uncertainties in life can cost you your certainties in God. We remember Peter. We spoke about him last week. Peter stepped out of the boat to walk on the water to go to Christ. I mean, that's certainty. You don't get out of the boat to walk on the water unless you are certain that it's going to hold you up. But somewhere, remember, in the middle, we talked about this last week, in order for Peter to get from where he was to where Christ was calling him, somewhere in the middle he encountered an obstacle. What was the obstacle? These uncertain circumstances that surrounded the storm that was raging around him. And the circumstances cost him his faith in Christ because he was trusting Christ to get him out there and to get him back. 
If you're not careful tonight, this is what will happen in this time of being in the gap. You will be in the gap and you'll encounter uncertain circumstances and you'll lose your faith in God and you'll forget what God's already done for you and you'll doubt whether or not it's even possible for God to help us get through this. As we spoke about in the devotional yesterday, you'll become a doom and gloom Christian rather than one that ministers hope through the words that we speak. The Apostle Paul gives us a good answer to this as he, in Acts chapter 20, went bound to Jerusalem. He says, not knowing the things that shall befall him there. Paul says, I know there's bonds and afflictions, but I don't know all of what's waiting on me. There was a set of uncertain circumstances that Paul encountered in the midst of his journey, and yet it did not deter his faith. If you're not careful tonight, uncertainty will have a way of limiting God's power, and it will limit God's power based on your personal perspective. You look out and you see the circumstances and you're comparing the circumstances and the uncertainty that comes with them with your perspective. Now, I'll be honest with you. If I'm looking at a Red Sea, absolutely, I'm going to be afraid because I can't move a Red Sea. We'll be like the 10 spies who went in to spy out the promised land and they came back. And the Bible says that in our eyes, we were grasshoppers. We were grasshoppers to them. They said, we're so small and we're so incapable. What happened? They allowed the uncertainty of the circumstances to influence their faith. Folks, I tell you something. During this time of being in this gap where we're at, somewhere between where God got us started and where God wants us to finish, we're in this gap area and where there's a lot of uncertainty. And uncertainty must be dealt with. And I'll show you in just a moment how we can deal with the uncertainties that come our way. So number one, notice the obstacle of uncertain circumstances. The second thing I want you to see, I want you to notice the outcome of seeing God's strength. The Bible says, if you'll look down in verse number 13, Moses' response to their uncertainty was this, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. How do we grow in this gap of uncertainty where we are somewhere between where God got us started and somewhere where God wants to take us? Well, number one, we've got to recognize the obstacle of uncertainty. The second thing is noticing the outcome of seeing God's strength. Now, in the end, when we look back on the COVID-19 virus, when we look back on the coronavirus, it's the will of God that we look back and we see the salvation of the Lord. That's the outcome. God desires through this time of difficulty and uncertainty to do a work so that we can see his strength on full display. So that's where God wants to take us. God wants for us to see him work. Watch verse number 13. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Remember this, God-ordained difficulty will lead to God-ordained discovery. God-ordained difficulty will lead to God-ordained discovery. You say, what does that mean? That means when God leads you somewhere, and on the path by which God is leading you, you encounter discovery, uh, difficulty, you can be assured that during that time of difficulty, you will discover more about God than you did walking on the path without difficulty. This is why God led them there. God did not lead them there to die there. God led them there to show them something, and he wanted to show them his strength. Turn with me to John chapter number 9 tonight. Real quickly, John chapter 9. When everybody's there, raise your hand, and then I'll start reading, okay? John chapter number 9. And we're going to read something very familiar to us all, but I want you to see some perspective here. 
In John chapter number nine, we read about uh, the blind man. And uh, we're going to read in detail, uh, in verse, pick up in verse number one. The Bible says, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, Master, saying, Master, who did sin? You just know they're Baptists by the way they ask that question. Who did sin? Who messed up? We're going through something bad. Surely somebody did something wrong. This man or his parents. I mean, they are getting specific. They're like us. When somebody gets a flat tire, we wonder what happened and what went wrong in their life or what they were doing wrong. They ask the question, who did sin, this man or his parents? That he was born blind. So they're asking, what's the reason for his difficulty? Something must be wrong. Jesus answered, verse 3, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, what's going on here? Here's a man who's lived his entire life in difficulty. He's lived his entire life in darkness. But can I tell you what the difficulty was all about? The difficulty in this man's life was to provide an opportunity for God's power to be on full display. Christ says he's done nothing wrong. His parents have done nothing wrong. This difficulty is by design so that when I was walking through here on this given day, it was preordained by God that I would come through here and my power would be on full display in this man's life. So how do we grow in this time of being in this gap, in the gap of uncertainty? Well, we got to see the outcome of God's strength. God desires to work during this time. God wants to show us something during this time. God wants to reveal a strength that he has that maybe we don't even realize that he has and can be in our life, that very present hell, but we got to go through difficulty in order to see it. One of the saddest things for me as a pastor is watching people go through difficulty and then bail out. They're on the path. They're growing. Things are going well. We encounter a Red Sea. We encounter some type of difficulty that is God-ordained. We know we're right with God, and we know that this difficulty did not catch God by surprise. And we get to this place of difficulty, it gets a little bit hard, and we decide, you know what, I'm going to quit on God, and oftentimes people do. It's amazing to me, and it's heartbreaking at the same time, how often we encounter difficulty in our walk with God, and the first thing we do to help remedy the situation is we quit going to church. I've never understood that. That's like getting hurt and saying, you know what, I'm going to quit going to the doctor, that's like getting sick and saying, you know what, I'm not going for a checkup. No, this is the first place that you ought to be. Why? Because this is the place where we tap into God's strength and find out just what our God is capable of. But yet we bail out on God, and here's what happens. We miss out on seeing what God wanted to do. Notice what the Bible says. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God says, I want you to see something. You see, when we go through difficulty, it reveals God's strength, and it gives us certainty. We go through difficulty, it reveals God's strength, and then also it gives us certainty. You know, the journey they were going to be on was going to take a little while, and God says right off the bat, let me go ahead and prove myself strong in their life. I'm going to go ahead and lead them to the Red Sea, and I'm going to show them something miraculous. And when they see my power, they'll know that I can handle anything the rest of the way. But they were going to have to see what God was capable of. So number two, 
growing in the gap of uncertainty, it begins with an obstacle of uncertain circumstances. The outcome is seeing God's strength. So what is the obedience that we must do in the middle? We know what the obstacle is. We know what God's desired outcome is. He wants to show us some, something. What is the obedience in the middle in this gap that God is calling us to do? It's in verse number 13. It's probably the most simple thing that you may have overlooked, but it's there all the same. The Bible says in verse 13, stand still. Stand still. The obstacle of uncertainty is there. The outcome of God's strength is there. Now, which one wins, the obstacle or the outcome, will all be decided by our obedience. Whether or not we let the obstacle win or whether or not we choose to see God's outcome will all be decided. Number three, notice the obedience of standing still. The obedience of standing still. Moses tells the children of Israel to do one of the most difficult things that ever happens when we reach times of uncertainty and despair. One of the most difficult things to do is to not flinch and to not run and to not be afraid. Uh, you know, every once in a while around the house, I'll come around the corner and my wife will startle me or I'll startle her. <gasps> It'll scare one of us and we'll jump back. What is that? It's a reflex. It's just a reflex. We come to a time of difficulty and uncertainty. You get scared. You get frightened. You reflex. You immediately recoil. That's just a natural reaction. Standing still is going to require something spiritual. Now watch this. The obstacle is the uncertainty. The outcome is God's strength. And so what we've got to do during this time in the gap of uncertainty is we must have the obedience enough to stand still. Because uncertainty will make you take matters into your own hand. And that's when we mess things up. Notice, with, turn with me, if you will, to Psalms 37. Psalms 37. We're already on point three. Be excited, smile, amen, fist pump. I can't see it. Go ahead. It's okay. Psalms 37. I told you tonight we're going to introduce this. And not, uh, not preach a whole message on it, but just introduce this thought of how this series on growing in the gap is going to go. Psalms 37, look down to verse number 1. The Bible says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut off, cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Notice the outcomes. Notice the outcomes. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Key verse is coming up, verse 7. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the way... Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Notice the four, first four words of verse 7. The Bible says, rest in the Lord. You know what he's telling us? Be still. Be still. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth. What is the Bible telling us? The Bible is telling us one of the most difficult things to do in a time of uncertainty is to just be still. Watch. Here's the gap. Over here, we have the obstacle of uncertainty. Over here, we have the outcome of God's strength. Right now, we're somewhere in the middle. 
and the decisions you make right here in the middle of this gap, whether you're going to honor the obstacle or you're going to honor the outcome, your obedience in the gap will decide ultimately what the outcome is. And the Bible says to rest in the Lord. Let's just be still. This is what Daniel did when Daniel was faced with the prospects of spending the night in the lion's den. The Bible says we find him asleep. What is he doing? You think Daniel is just out of his mind and did not realize what was going on? No, I believe Daniel was resting in the Lord. Daniel says, well, I started this journey out serving God. I've got this obstacle here, but I know God desires to deliver me. And there in the middle, Daniel had to decide how he was going to deal with the gap. And Daniel says, I'm just going to be obedient, be faithful to God. And he rested in the Lord. Standing still means letting go and letting God have it. And sometimes that's the most difficult thing to do in times of uncertainty. If you recall the graphic for our theme tonight on growing in the gap, that is a very vulnerable place to be between an obstacle and an outcome. And the decisions that you and I will make in this time of being in the gap will decide ultimately who we become in Christ, what we do for the cause of Christ, and what this church goes on to do in the area that God's called us. It's a very vulnerable, vulnerable place to be between an obstacle and an outcome, but I want you to understand, if we will just choose to be obedient to what thus saith the Lord in this time of being in the gap, I'll promise you, as Israel found out, the Lord, verse 14, shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. So here's the message simply tonight. Growing in the gap of uncertainty, we're in this gap, we're facing an obstacle, and we can decide that obstacle is going to dominate our life, or we can decide during this time of this in-between period, we're not going to just spend all of our time grieving over the difficulty, but we're going to grow through the difficulty. And we're going to put our faith and trust in what thus saith the Lord and what the outcome that he desires for us. And we're not going to allow this obstacle to derail our faith. But ultimately, can I tell you what's going to happen? We are the deciding vote. The devil puts the obstacle. God gives us the outcome. And here we are in the middle of the gap. And through our obedience or through our, our disobedience, we will make the decision that will determine who we are and what we do for Christ. And so over the next few uh, weeks and months ahead, as we look at this subject of growing, being engaged in growing, and on Sunday nights as we look at growing in this time of a gap period, if you will, I hope and pray that you will set your heart and you'll set your affection, and you'll, as Daniel did, you will purpose in your heart that by the grace of God, I'm going to be obedient in this time of in-between an obstacle and God's outcome. Let's have our heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're going to have an invitation. I told you we would keep 